0: NFL fans, welcome back to another episode of Opinion or Fact. I am Jeff Hartman, joined by me as always is Wesley Coleman. In case this is your first time checking out the show, shorter form show. Where we take a topic, something that is being discussed around the National Football League, and we break it down every which way and sideways. Like I said, joining me, my co-host Wesley Coleman. What's up, Wesley? How are you?
1: I'm I'm doing great, man. Uh, great great sports times. Got some playoff baseball to go along yeah. with my uh, footballs. Really kicking in, and halfway through the L- the uh, LSU or NCAA season. This is a perfect sports time of year for me.
0: Absolutely. You're a Rangers fan, aren't you? Texas. I Rangers. am. We're doing Man, doing good. Hopefully we're going to
1: make it to the World Series. Got one more, one more series to go.
0: Should be fun. Fun for you. My team sucks. Anyways, let's uh, continue with that. Pirates always suck. Let's continue with the opinion or fact. We had a great show last week talking about how early is too early to kind of cut a coach or a player or to maybe bench someone. Go back and check out that podcast in case you missed it. Uh, also, today, we're talking about something that is always, always, always a hot-button topic. We're talking about rules and rules changes, everything from the tush-push, the pass interference, kickoff rules, you name it. The one question that we're trying to answer today is, is it necessary that the rules change every year? Wesley, is this an ongoing thing? Does this constantly have to happen, or is this a little overkill?
1: Yeah, I will say this: I do not want the rules to change every year. Um, this is the we're getting further and further away from the sport that I fell in love with as a kid—the hard-hitting, physical sport where everybody, including the quarterback, was an athlete who got hit and participated in football. Um, yeah, we're getting further and further away from that. Uh, have, having said that, like I, I want to be clear, this is not talking about um, reviews, and I want to get plays right. So I'm okay with reviewing every single play if we get the play right. Um, I just changing the rules as we go is is not what I'm interested in.
0: Well, let's talk about replay right off the bat. So I, I like replay. I think if, as long as they get it right. But boy, does that just kill the momentum of the moment. You know, I mean, doesn't that just kind of suck the life out of the game? I'll never forget for the rest of my life, Super Bowl 43 with that unbelievable catch, San Antonio Holmes, Ben Roethlisberger, we all know the story against the Arizona Cardinals. And there was just something about that moment that you had to wait. Now, I know they wanted to get it right. It's the biggest game of the year. Like, you want to get that call right. But, man, if they were to say, like, we're going to start replaying, uh, roughing the quarterback, like, that's it. that would be one. Holy cow. Like, how many times are we going to stop the game? How many times are we going to be watching to see if, you know, a, a defender's hand brushes up against Patrick Mahomes' helmet, which will obviously always draw a flag. I think that review is is good. It has its place. I think it's important to get the calls right. I think it's important for coaches to have an ability to call. But let's, let's bring up pass interference. Tyreek Hill went on his podcast last week and said that he thinks that they should revisit that and that pass interference should be a reviewable play. I mean, how far do we go with this review stuff, Wesley? Don't we have to draw the line in the sand at some point?
1: Well, let me tell you about a Super Bowl memory. Do you remember the worst Super Bowl in history when the Patriots beat the Rams 13-3? to Because the Rams shouldn't have been in the Super Bowl because they <laughs> ran through a Saints player that was supposed to be catching a touchdown. I do. And the entire world couldn't believe that a, a flag wasn't thrown. Yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, me too. I was there. Um <laughs> Listen, I, I I just think there's it's okay to get the rules right. Um yeah. and, and I, I think we've got to draw the line somewhere. I, I don't understand still to this day why why reviews take so long. I'll go ahead and say put in my conspiracy that they're supposed to take long because there's a commercial break going on. Yeah. And they're they're doing a lot of that on purpose. But we have so many angles. Um there are so many there are there's, um, scientific things out there where there are footballs with microchips in them where we know if the ball goes 10 yards. We, we, the, we know if the ball changes direction because it hits the ground. Like all those things, there's a, a, literally a football that feels exactly the same as the football that they play with now that tells you all those things that are going on. Um, and we're just, we're not using those. Um, so no, I want plays to be right. And I'll, well, <laughs> Obviously, I've been personally affected by this with the Saints not getting the famous no call against the uh, the Rams in the Superdome. So uh, I'll 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 never give this one up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, but it, let me ask you this. OK, so the knee jerk reaction from the league was, holy cow, we blew this call. Everyone admitted that they blew the call. Sure. And that next year we're going to make it a challengeable play. But, did, but it, did, they,
1: did they make it a but challenge? That's the, play? that's
0: the thing. That's what I'm talking about. So you have these challenges and these officials are like, man, like it's showing up our guys And the league is saying it's showing up our guys. And you, hey, you talk about conspiracy theory. You're talking to the right guy. I love them. And I'm sorry. Like there's the NFL is probably saying like, we can't have, you know, like the angel Hernandez of the major league baseball, being our entire crews, which you know there are crews in the NFL that are just so flag-happy, yep. and those games would take six hours. They would take six hours if they challenge everything.
1: Well, just remember that next year they did that. They acted like they said all the right things, like we're going to make it reviewable. We're going to get calls right. And then we had multiple plays and reviews where clearly the person was interfered with, and they are like, call on the field stands. Yeah. They, I mean, they just weren't going to overturn calls. And it was, uh, they kind of did lip service of saying like, oh, you know, we're trying, um, but, but it went away from it. So uh, they would need a more, um, you know, concerted effort to, to actually yeah, get that right. Yeah,
0: like I said, it's it, they're protecting their guys. It, they, that's the shield protecting the shield. And if, if they're constantly overturning these judgment calls, then that clearly states that they don't know how to make the judgment calls in the first place.
1: My, my problem is, and kind of the, what I said at the beginning of the sport that I fell in love with, um, the, the sport that I fell in love with was a sport where you could kind of nudge each other. Obviously, you didn't tackle the person before the ball got there, but hand fighting was allowed. And obviously, when it got to if you physically turned the person's body, then that became a penalty. But right some of the best wide receivers, some of the best cornerbacks in, in the history of the game, we have great things of them running downfield, hitting each other and hitting hands and one of them catching it or one of them knocking it down. Being no penalty, just, man, great play. Get out there and compete. And now we have these just, I mean, really crazy penalties where just guys are barely touching each other, and those shouldn't be penalties. So I don't know if reviewing those takes it further into, well, that guy did touch his jersey, and I watched the sleeve move, so technically he interfered with him. I I don't know if I need that. Um, And and I'm not sure if there's a way to define, like, did he – did he significantly move him twenty three percent, and so now it's a penalty, or oh, we just made contact. That's fine. I don't, I, I, I'm not sure how we would determine.
0: I think it's always going to come down to a judgment call. It's going to come down to a and a human being looking through the little you know, little screen and making a judgment call, and that's what we want to talk about. Let's we went off on a tangent there with replay. Well, Go ahead, t- want to tying
1: it? that together. Sh- speaking of rule changes, should there be a rule change where Patson interference is not a spot foul.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean so you're, you're almost saying pre- like
1: terrible, ter- terrible quarterback, terrible receiver. You throw the ball high up in the air. The cornerback happens to look the other way and trips him and runs over him. And you get 47 yards of penalty down the field when you're, when your offense like isn't good
0: The old on, Joe on a Flacco ball that maybe he- the receiver
1: did, doesn't catch. Anyway,
0: the Joe Flacco, heave Prey pray as we used to call it. I mean, there was, there, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it worked. Yeah, for sure. No, no, That's almost, now you're getting into that, remember the former face mask, you had the five yard and the 15 yard variety. So you could almost say like, okay, that interference was egregious. So that's a spot foul or that's incidental content contact, five yard penalty, still new set of downs, but not a spot foul. So yeah, I would be fine with that. But then you still get into this, and this is kind of like the main talking point here is the rules changes. Are they always good for the game? Like, that's my question. Is it, are are these rule changes always good for the game? And I can't always say that they are. Let's start with the most talked about play that is not going anywhere this year. It was reviewed by the the rules committee last year. Mike Tomlin was asked about it in his press conference prior to week five. He said, look, we, we reviewed it last year. We stuck with it and it's not going to change this year. We'll probably have to review it again next year. That is, the tush push—that is what the Philadelphia Eagles have done. Everyone says that it should be banned. I don't know. What do you think about it?
1: I mean, you're physically lining up and running into the uh, the defense with with the ball. Um, I'm not sure what they're going to try to say. To, I think it does get banned. I'll, I'll just say that. I think that for some reason, for some reason, it's going to get banned. Um, I think they're going to blame it on. I think was there two. Detroit lion players got concussions when the lions tried the Tush push push. Oh. Um, so now having said that, like uh, where I understand them drawing the line is they're trying to not make it rugby. Um, right. So, but I don't know how they ban it without not banning other plays. Um, the, the, the simplest thing they can do is I believe there was all, there used to be a rule in college football or the one that you couldn't, snap the ball to the quarterback and then have somebody physically push the quarterback in the, you
0: back. couldn't push anyone. Remember the you Reggie Bush anyone. game in Notre Dame. Yeah. The, you right. could not assist big... a player at, at forward.
1: So the, the only thing, I mean, I could see them. That's, that's how I kind of think they're, they're going to go with this. Um, now, whether or not they should, just because, I mean, I don't like the Eagles. They're not my team, but should the, in- should they be punished because they're better at something there whales? I mean, the, the NBA made a whole bunch of new rules because Shaquille O'Neal was impossible to, to stop, and they stopped calling fouls on him, and he was fouled every single time he touched the ball. So yeah. I, I could see them. Are they that dominant of a a play that gets one yard that we need to change a rule and talk about it this much? It's It's so crazy to me that a one-yard play is getting this much coverage.
0: How many players are behind the quarterback on like the the Eagles run two? Two. There's one on each side,
1: basically one at each cheek.
0: Yeah, and they're just yeah. Are there any are there any wide receivers even on the field? Probably not. That
1: that I haven't paid. Well, you have to. You have to have at least somebody off off the. uh, Yeah, that but it could be
0: an inline tight end technically. Yeah, it's just off the line of scrimmage. So, yeah, I don't know. Like I'm trying to think of ways that the NFL could say, "Look, you can do this, but there are certain stipulations." Like only one player can help pushing. Could you think that's the thing? It opens up this whole can of worms. My theory was, and it's always been this way. I'm watching these idiot talking heads on ESPN and on NFL network saying, this is ridiculous. It needs to be banned, man. Just stop it. Like, just stop, just stop them. If you stop the play, they won't run it anymore. Well, and
1: I don't know why you're not running this play with like two defensive tackles behind the quarterback (laughs) who stops that. I mean, you just, you just lean into him and push having said that at some point, we're, we're going to do this. A quarterback is going to get injured by his own player yep. hitting him in the back or falling on his knee and rupturing his Achilles or something like that. It's going to happen at some point. Um, and then that's just part of football. Like, uh, I again, it's a one yard play. Line up and stop them. Um, yeah, but I, I don't understand why we would ever make a special rule about this.
0: Yeah, but at one, at one point, like, let's just use Jalen Hurts as an example because Philadelphia is obviously the one that runs it the most. All it's going to take is someone pushing him from behind, a defender coming up and hit him, and he gets bent backwards both ways. And next, you know, people are going to say, maybe we shouldn't run this play if we value our quarterback's health. But if you have someone like I think about the Saints, Taysom Hill, like, put him in there. And he's right. not your regular starter. So go and he he's like a freaking fullback anyways. So right. give him the ball. Let him do it. I don't know. I, don't, I just don't see a problem I- with it.
1: Hilarious to me is that the Panthers have ran this play multiple times this year, or something similar to it. They sub out Bryce Young to put in Andy Dalton every time they do the quarterback sneak because Bryce Young is too small to get. The, I'm serious. Like they, it, until Bryce Young was hurt, Andy Dalton would come out on the field to do the quarterback sneak.
0: Like what he we could doing? go between the center's legs, <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: just have the center stand up, and he'll just go right through. <laughs>
0: Oh, my gosh. So I think let's let's bring this full circle to wrap up this conversation because this has actually been really good. I'm going to answer first. Do the rules need to change every year? And then to me, the answer is a resounding no. I really don't like when and it always happens in the postseason because that's the last thing that we all remember before these, the, the owners' meetings down in Florida and the, the competition committee. They all meet and they say, oh, my gosh, we got to change this because this, this, and this happened in the playoffs. I'm, I'm sorry. I, it doesn't need to happen. Let's avoid the knee-jerk reaction. And like you said, we want to try to keep the game as close to the game that we all fell in love with, with a, with a smidge of physicality still remaining and the ability to actually hit another player. I, I just don't want to see it go overboard. I just don't want those knee-jerk reactions, and I really don't want the games to start taking six hours when every single play is reviewable. That's my own personal take. What about yours?
1: I think that if rules are going to change, then I want it to be 85% of players in the league agree with the rule change. I do not like these. We have guys that have never played football, never coached football, um, sitting and making rules that the players clearly come out on social media disagreeing with. We had a a change last year to special teams about you could take a fair catch in the field of play and just get the ball to 25. Every single special teams coach And a special teams player that I heard from in the NFL disagreed with it, doesn't want the rule. There wasn't science to back up that people were getting hurt on this anymore. And all of them said, I hate this rule. Please don't put it in play. And some guys in a suit and tie at a desk made this new rule. Um, And and that's not what I want my football to be is based around like, can we get sued for this? And who's going to make it look like we're not protecting people? That's not what this is about. It, It needs to be the players deciding on this if there's going to be rule changes
0: i agree i think the players should be involved but at the same time to what extent i don't know we'll see all right wesley good stuff good show why don't you tell everyone where they can find your work with the new orleans saints as well as on social media
1: yeah you can find me on twitter or formerly known as twitter x on uh following the Don't patrol podcast it's don't patrol pcast or my personal twitter is at who 13 uh jeff where can we find you
0: you can find me on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T, and all my work with the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Steel Curtain Network. And if you follow the FFSN NFL feed where you're hearing this podcast right now, you're going to hear my voice a good bit. So make sure you tune in and check out all that good work. Wesley, as always, thanks for your time, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. See ya.